0: on the viewpoint
1: new hour new conversations and we are talking to young people of course being hashtag student night the south african students congress sasco and the south african union of students have raised concerns about the state of NISFAS and funding opportunities for the matric class of 2021 they say that the cutoff of 14 billion rand on higher education and the And the cut of funded qualifications is going to impact, of course, on students negatively. They further state that the student struggles of 2015-16 relentlessly waged by South African students against the commodification of higher education in our country is currently being undermined and spat against by the Treasury Minister-led, of Treasury Ministry, a big important led by Minister Ditembowe. On the line first, Provincial Secretary of Sasco, Mr. Atengose Sitiyata. Atengose, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us on the line. Atengosi Sitiata is supposed to be on the line. He is a member of the sasco group. Mr. Yandi Sanzoiya, who is the national organizer at the South African Union of Students. I've had him before, but I understand Atengosi is on the line. Ati, good evening. Okay. Ati, good evening. Good evening. Ati, you're on SAFM. Welcome to The Viewpoint. My name is Songa Bekle, your host. I understand we have a date now until half past. Are you aware of that?
2: Yeah. I'm Excellent. All
1: right. Let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. What are your thoughts on Minister Mbawene's budget cuts in higher education and specifically the fact that NISFES is still riddled with problems, only now with new leadership?
2: Um, you see, uh, Puduam, uh, with with the budget cuts, I think uh, Sasko has been very vocal about that. Uh, we even had a picket uh, outside uh, when there was a sauna, even during the budget, the budget uh, speech. We had a picket. said so that you cannot uh, keep on bailing out um, the SOEs in the expense of uh, investment in education because we feel that education is an investment more than just uh a, a expenditure, if you can call it that, uh, but it's an investment. And we feel that the 9 billion, which is been projected to be cut from NSFAS must be brought back to students. In fact, that 9 billion alone is not enough to, to fund these students. And that's why we feel now there are, there are students that are said to be, uh, will not be funded for this year, uh, the first time entries uh, that NSFAS has released. And we feel that uh, it's, it's a direct attack on students, a direct attack on young people, uh, what Minister Tito Mbouin is doing.
1: To the extent that you are aware, were any of the student-based organizations, SASCO or any of the politically affiliated um, student groups within university, or, for instance, SAWS, and we will get their perspective now, were you at any point consulted in relation to the obvious changes that would adversely affect students, but particularly those who are NUSFAS, dependent, before the budget speech, or did you discover these cuts the same time the rest of the nation did?
2: Yes, uh, we are not uh, consulted on, 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 on these cuts that were announced, uh, but we are not surprised because uh, that has been the attitude since uh, Minister Tito went into office in terms of uh, dealing with students, dealing with uh, student funding. Uh, so we kind of expected it, but at the same time, we did hope for a different result this time around. Uh, uh, but it seems that uh, we are not going to get a result uh, with Minister Tito.
1: Now, what of those students who are affected even from the previous financial year? We know financial exclusion is a reality. We know that there are those who were supposed to be on NISVAS last year and somehow, inexplicably, for reasons many of the beneficiaries themselves had not been privy to, they were off the system. Tell us what happened. Was it a classic case of universities biting off more than they could chew? Was it, as it has been reported many instances technical and or um, technological glitches that made people beneficiaries whereas they shouldn't have been? Or was it something far deeper on the NISFAS side that you are still looking for information and don't have?
2: Um, you, you see, in NISFAS, uh, uh, I think mid-year, uh, we had received a communication that FAS has uh, done investigation on some of uh, uh, in the household incomes of some uh, uh, students. Uh, which resulted into um, uh, the, the, uh, not funding some of those students, uh, which was said that time that uh, the investigation that was done by uh, uh, SARS uh, was not up crash because at that time, you remember, we were still dealing with uh, a level 5 lockdown, some uh, incomes had changed, and some, in, uh, some people had lost their jobs, and, and that investigation was, t- was done prior to that but that was never rectified. Uh, we have students that are still now because of that um, kind of investigation still underfunded. We had students that uh, had their appeals uh, since the beginning of last year uh, that were through to NSFAR still uh, not answered. Uh, some were said to be provincial funded uh, as we are ending the the, the financial year, some still have debts with universities, even though uh, they were said to uh, to be provisional funded. So there's there's a lot of issues with NSFAS. Uh, we feel that uh, NSFAS uh, since the, since before there was the administrator, uh, the house is not in order, uh, and and there's a need. Uh, for a, a system that will, will will make sure that students that are deserving are funded. And those that uh, are going through appeals must be funded, and those that um, are, are, are supposed to be funded both in Tibet colleges and also in, uh, in universities, because we show that the systems of NSF uh, are not dealing with the systematical problems that we find on the ground.
1: Sure. I'm going to ask you to think about what you might offer as solutions to deal with these systemic and systems failures on the NISFA side of things. Let me bring in your brother and colleague in the higher education space, on the student front anyway, from SAUS, South African Union of Students, Yandisa and yeah Good evening, Yandisa. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh,
0: thank you, thank you, Lordship. Let me treat you and your guest, uh, and the listeners and the
1: you represent, of course, all organisations, not just as Sasco are an ANC affiliate organisation, but of course, their interests would obviously affect all students. But specifically at a national level, are there any conversations that you, as 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 Sa-Wus are engaging with the ministry or, as certainly, Minister of Youth and Women and Persons with Disabilities, located within the Presidency? I want to exactly engage. To what extent young people are engaged? with the leadership of the country, or in fact, better put, to what extent the leadership of the country is engaging young people, especially in tertiary institutions?
0: Uh, Well, uh, first of all is that uh, the leadership of the country is not taking young people serious uh, because the future of young people is in education and if there's no priority set on education, then that's a direct undermine on the future of young people. So we, we, we are worried because the minister himself, when he presented his budget speech, he literally gave three lines to her education. He literally gave nothing to basic education. So we, we, we are worried about the, the kind of leadership that we are having. We are worried about the future of young people in the country. We are worried about the education sector. In the country, we have felt that the president is going to consider uh, our engagements because throughout the picketing, throughout the process to continuously engage with national government provincial governments, and, and and other stakeholders in the education sector to say that there is no developmental country that can move forward without having to consider education. For an example, uh, you can't as a developmental country not fund uh nurses and teachers because there's no country that can survive without a good health care there's no country that can survive without a good higher education set so we are worried uh, very much when we hear such public species presented by tito Mbueni and then and, and we don't see reaction from our government so we want to say as as South that we are looking closely to what is going to happen to our students our students, uh, our prospective students from, from Metric did very well in making sure that they pass their Metric. So we can't be the ones failing them in terms of giving space and giving funding to them
1: let's talk about something that atenkosi siyata who is the provincial secretary of sasco in the eastern cape province made mention to and i think even i as where i sit have oftentimes overlooked the question of tivet colleges students in tivet colleges do not get if you like the kind of support if not from a broadcast perspective, certainly from a resource perspective, that students in the mainstream of higher education, typically your universities and formerly your technical colleges, I mean your your, your technicons get. What, what can you say in relation to even the innate challenges faced by TVET colleges? Because we do know there is a lot of scope there. We do know there is a lot of skills development that, if resourced correctly, could really make certain breakages in the South African economy that is so stagnant as it is?
0: The first thing that we must correct is that universities are not the mainstream uh, uh, students of education. All students in their education, the education, the, the notion that uh, when you go to a TVED is because they a fellow in the city, must do away from it. It's wrong. The reason why government doesn't prioritize Tibet colleges is because we think Tibet Colleges are a space for people who have not qualified in the universities. There are different qualifications offered in the Tibet Colleges. There are different set of skills offered in the Tibet Colleges. Mm. And of course we've been raising this with both uh, the government and stuff as to say that we need to invest more in Tibet Colleges because that's where the skills production of the country comes from. Now the problem with our government is that they don't pay close attention to Tibet colleges. They don't save Tibet colleges. You'll find that there are Tibet colleges existing, but you realize that their infrastructure is deteriorating because it is not maintained. More budget is set on investors, more interest. For an example, if a Tibet college is going on strike, you will never hear media going to that Tibet college asking for the interest. What is that you're going on strike for? But if that goes on strike, uh, CPUT and other big institutions in investors, you will hear media wanting to know. So we must go away with the notion to think that tibet College is a, a stepchild of higher education. One, we need to invest in tibet bit because that's where a set of rest skills are, are, are coming from. Now, we hear that in the Eastern Cape in the soap when uh, Premier Oscar Mabian presented that they are going to build four campus of Tibet colleges. And we want to commend that because it shows that government now is realizing that Tibet colleges are necessary uh, institutions to be built for our own country to develop in terms of skills. So we understand that government does not threaten tibet qualities. They see them as the same chance of high education, which is wrong in the main. And we are saying to government now, as I'm speaking to you now, there is a situation of tibet qualities that closed their registration and, and their applications before NSFAs could pronounce who is funded or not. This then means that, students who have not applied and who have just received their results, can now participate in tibet qualities even if they want to do so. Which means then that this is a problem because it will then mean that Tibet colleges are used as a dumping site of universities that have not uh, accepted students. So we, we don't want to agree with that. I, I, I highly agree with Stata when he says that uh, Tibet colleges are not being a priority. For an example, when I, I spoke to one leader of a Tibet college in, in, in our camp, I asked him to say there are students who want to come to, to a Tibet College. He said the only Tibet College that is available now it's 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 in it's in, uh, in the rural areas. And I said to him, What says that particular campus different from other campuses? He said no one wants to go there because it's in the rural areas. Then this gives you a, 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 a indication that people don't see Tibet colleges as a go to place but they see Timothy qualities as a place that they must go if they are taking in the cities. I'm not so sure that's correct.
1: About. I mean, it's, it's just a reality. Many people would rather find themselves in the mainstream, mainstream in relation to accessing resources where they would ordinarily reside in the urban spaces as opposed to rural. It's like that with any place. I mean... Ask a doctor if a doctor wants to settle in a rural setup or in an urban setup. Government is at pains to try and get doctors to be there. I don't take away the point that Tibet colleges are being neglected for whatever reason they are being neglected. But in terms of the exercise of preference that students themselves are exercising, the reason why that TVET colleges to which that member of leadership that you spoke to says that that one is empty is precisely because people don't want to go there not because the resources are not following that but it could very well equally follow the pattern of resources and this brings me back to my point that i was asking Ustiata earlier on to the extent that Nisves has the money all the systems that can be corrected and be fairly distributed in money, that is, what would you, as Sasco, propose? What is it that they are not considering that you believe they should that will ease the bottleneck? Okay. Uh,
0: uh, again, let, let, let me correct
1: you. you, you am, mean, am I talking to I, Yeah, Now.
2: No, no, you are <laughs> talking to this,
1: The mean. question is to Stiata. The question <laughs> is to Stiata.
2: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> let, uh, let listen to Stiata. Yes, I know you can uh, speak the whole day, but um, one thing that we can uh, one say that we are happy that uh, there's a new board of NSFAS. Uh, we believe that board um, will be able to deal with some of the things, uh, and we must give that time must give time to that board uh, and to the new CEO uh, to deal with some of the things that have been happening at NSFAS. Uh, we believe that also um, institutions uh, of higher learning must also. Uh, play a major role in uh, administering some of the things that are happening in NSFAS um, and be able to deal with some of the things. uh, And also the engagements with uh, student leadership uh, with NSFAS is something that is very critical because uh, the more NSFAS is, uh, is is. is is, is, is is going far from, from student leadership. The more problems you're going to get, if NSFAS does not uh, engage the likes of South, does not engage the likes of South, they will you, they will find problems and, and will be able to, uh, as student leadership, also try to to advise them. So I think that's one thing that you must say that must be done in nsfas They must be closer to student leadership and you must give uh, that board a chance but also, I think uh, Minister Tito, uh, in his part, must be, also play his part in trying to fund uh, some of the initiatives that we wanted to be done in NSFAS. It's, it's no it's no good to have good systems in NSFAS, but there are no uh, funds uh, to go out to students, to funds that will will fund uh, the kind of education that we want.
1: NSFAS has oftentimes said they have found themselves funding students who on a second examination actually do not qualify. They have been creative in terms of the documentation they submit so that they sell themselves as deserving, whereas they are not. I'm not suggesting there isn't a missing middle, so to speak, who will then be desperate enough to do that possibly. But in relation to the rules that apply, there are those who have been creative to fit within the rule book whereas they don't. What is your perspective on that, those students who essentially cheat the system?
2: Uh, You you, you see, um, we've we've been very vocal to say uh, the amount and the threshold that NSFAS is now at at $350,000 as a household income is is very low. And that's why you are going to find such stories coming out uh, that uh, uh, students have been desperate enough because Everyone wants a, a, education, everyone wants to be funded, especially for those that cannot afford. And we believe that uh, in order to curb some of these things, you must in, increase the threshold of uh, uh, that 350. Um, so that the missing middle. Was, the reason that we have a missing middle mm. is, is people that uh, do not necessarily afford, but for whatever systems that they have used, they have said that they can partially afford. And we're saying that those that we are said to be partially afford. In true essence, uh, most of them are in debt. Most of them uh, have families to uh, feed, and most of them uh, really cannot send their their kids to to, to, to visit. And that's why we are saying that that threshold must be must be increased so that we do not find such stories and such allegations coming through to Sputnik.
1: But that threshold can only mean more money has to be allocated to NISFAS and the like. And from yesterday, you didn't get any more allocation. You got less. How then do we get around that? a final question to you.
2: Yes. Um How then do we get around that? Uh, one, uh, as you say that uh, Minister Tito uh, is very clear that he must he must try to take uh, young people seriously. He must try to take students seriously. If he does not. As our call has been, that he must just vacate the KN, uh, chair and the ANC must do the right thing uh, if it takes uh, young people seriously and try to find a a, a a minister that will look after the interest of young people, look after the interest of this country. Because we cannot have a minister that every time that he speaks, uh, he attacks students and he attacks attacks uh, young people. So that's, I think, what we need to do. Uh, Because there are many things that uh, Minister Tito is funding that we believe that uh, do not come before uh, higher education. Do you not have a conduit
1: in in the Youth League? Do you not have a conduit to Minister Mbowen through the Youth League?
2: Yes, uh, because of our alliance with with the ANC, uh, we're able to engage uh, the ANC in many other things. But the problem is that uh, we can only engage, we can only make calls, we can only make pickets, because we are not the baby of the ANC, therefore we cannot really bulldoze uh, the ANC on what to do. And that's why we are very vocal about our disinfection uh, when it comes to Minister Tito. Uh, and even not, because the PIA, uh, your your YCL, your ANC click, have been vocal up, uh, against uh, what Tito is doing uh, currently when it comes to uh, education and uh, higher education in, in, in
1: particular. It seems like there is a bit of a stagnation again and I would hate the idea that it might give us again the fallest of some five, six years ago, that generation because they did a lot of good work ultimately in just exposing for what too long had been turned a blind eye to, the commodification of higher education and the leaving to chance the interests of young people. So Zozia. Let's talk about the fact that Ustiat has just made the concession that they can only talk, they can only do so much. Beyond that, what then has to be the solution? I, I don't know if the solution is again to be in the realm of the fullest of 2015, but surely, and I absolutely sympathize with the idea that students right now are left out in the cold, and I'm glad I'm not a student now than I might have been at that time, and I'm certainly glad that I could afford, fortunately, what then becomes an obvious solution to this impasse? Because there clearly is one.
0: Okay. Uh, thank, you, thank you again. Well, uh, sorry for, for coming in when, when Stella's. No, no, no.
1: Don't worry, man. Let's go. Uh,
0: but um, one thing you must understand is that you, you can't have discussions of students without students. Mm. The immediate problem that you are going to encounter is to engage on student issues without engaging student leadership. That's number one. Number two, we are saying, if you find a trace of government leadership, you must check if they've ever been uh, in a situation where they need students or they've ever been in a situation where they are disadvantaged students in an ministry for a They need a solution now to understand. If you are an African, I'm sure, so, and you understand the dynamics, not everyone that reflects in your, in your, in your SARF uh, document or in your home affairs document mm-hmm. are supporting you as a student. So there must be a way to reevaluate that the household income is the true reflection of what is said to be. That's why even some, when they make your returns, they say verify, because they are not sure if what they are saying is the reality. That's number one. Number two, there is no way where, where government can say we are freezing $6 billion, freezing without sending it anywhere else. Because out of the $9 billion that was taken from higher education, $6 billion has been frozen. By, by the minister. Now, we're saying to the minister, in the previous year, we have had students who have not been funded. We have had students who have not been responded to. We have students who are in the process of uh, appeals who have not been responded to, who have said: Now, freezing a, 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 a $6 billion in higher education means that you are adding more students who are not going to be funded mm, on top mm. of the ones who are currently not funded. This is not a calculated decision. Secondly, the minister is saying she's not going to find B ed he's not going to find BK. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. there's no way you can take that you can take that decision without consulting student leadership and universities because a minister who is leading in a developmental state can't take a decision to say we're not going to find nurses and we're not going to find a uh, teacher. Because you know that you need more teachers. You need more nurses. You even now in the, in the COVID-19, we are in a situation where we are in short of frontliners, healthcare frontliners. We even ask students who are doing nursing in universities to volunteer and be frontliners. It means that we are in short of nurses. How do we then, as a minister, take a decision? To say you are not going to fight these allocations without having to consult the leadership. Now they make a solution that we are coming with and South and South who are saying, bring back the nine billion. To find the qualifications that are necessary, look into NSFAs, look at the backlogs around NSFAs and see where you need to reinvest and clear to data of students that need to proceed with their qualifications. Consult universities and private colleges and see where they are lacking in terms of administration in making sure that students are passing. There's nothing as painful as seeing students... Uh, prospective students in provinces celebrating that they've passed their matric, knowing deep down very well that they are not going to be admitted in the south of high learning because there is no funding for them. For an example, a limited example, in UNISA, there were 50,000 plus students who were accepted by UNISA as a distance learning institution. The Minister of Education instructed UNISA to reduce their numbers by more than 20,000 students. Now, this means 10,000 is almost an institute of high learning. So, when you mm. say that, mm. reduce your numbers by 10,000, you are saying, I'm shutting down once you've learning. So, it brings war well to us because it shows that there is going to be a void, there's going to be a lull, there's going to be a gap of students who have passed their metric, but who must go stay in the locations and the areas and be consumed by the wrongdoings in our area.
1: Let, let so, me ask this question because, I mean, for a long time now nisfas has not enjoyed positive anything not nothing nothing positive for the long t- for a long time has come out of nisfas what would the would it be a solution rather would it be a solution then to decentralize the administration of the distribution of funds so in other words money moves from the ministry of higher education and against proposals made by the respective institutions, your universities, your TVET colleges, in relation to th- this is how much we have target for funding of students who come from these marginalized spaces who have satisfied the university, and however so they have satisfied the university, that they are in need of funding. We have X amount of space. So therefore, from our university, for, good, for argument's sake, Fort Hare, we need 38, uh, 380 million rand for the purposes of funding for this year. And then it's a direct relationship in terms of institutionally, the Department of Higher Education and the university, and then the university deals with its own cityata, its own Zoyia, its own mabek. Would that be a solution? In other words, take out completely the NISFAS component.
0: Well, uh, I must say, okay, look, the, the, the proposal that we have submitted now as an immediate solution we are saying to NSFAS. as much as we have centralized the 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 the, the processes of nsfas and the administration if a student is admitted in the learning but has not applied for nsfas the institution must then submit a template of that student for nsfas to fund that's number one number two we have long called for decentralization of nsfas administration because We understand that there is a backlog in terms of dealing with applications. That's why even in in, in our first term in South, we invited uh, NYTA to assist in terms of applications of NSFAS because we know that capacity is an issue in terms of dealing with all applications coming from different areas. Now we have said this, Institute of higher learning must assist in terms of administration. NYTA must assist in terms of administration. But the decision to fund a student must then be solemnly dependent on NSFAS because they are using different institutions to evaluate if the documents you have submitted are the true reflection of the considered hope. But one thing that we can take away uh, from, from, from uh, NSFAS is that there is a lack of capacity in terms of dealing with the number of applications coming to them. For an example, there are students who have submitted their applications from last year. And when they call, they get different responses every day. You call now, they tell that your application is in evaluation. You drop the call, you drop the phone, when you call again, they tell you that, no, we have approved your application. We are waiting for the institution to send the template. You drop the phone. When you call again, they say there's no application submitted. This then shows that NSFAS is lacking in terms of capacitation. But if there's one thing we can't take away from NSFAS, it's that they have progressed over the years. Uh, in terms of the administration, I only, only, honestly speaking, of student leadership, we have seen progress in terms of NSFAS. But we are saying that fast needs to be more capacitated. They need more funding. But of course, now there's a new board, there's a new CEO. So we want to give them a chance, but as well, we want to advise them. We can't let them be without advising them because we have been in the system, we have seen the wrong things yeah. that have been happening. The, 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 the CEO is new. He just arrived in the recent month. The body is new. But we don't want a situation where students are taken back home uh, to stay in the locations because of the, of the fault of the institution. That's our position, Saos.
1: Very good. No, Siawulela, gentlemen. Thank you, Sichata. Thank you, Nzoiia, respectively, Provincial Secretary of Susco in the Eastern Cape Province and the National Organizer of Saos. I've got some fool who thinks he is smart but isn't. Listen to this nonsense. I have to read it out because this is a type of attitude we have to every now and again deal with. Tell that guy he must first go learn to speak English. Nothing is for Mahala. Students can go... Goodness, why did you delete that? Ah, so the gentleman who sent that message has just deleted it because he knew his arrogance was running very quickly on short legs. 2135, that's the show for the week. I forgive the producers. I thought they were deleting the message as I was reading it. The sender of that message deleted it very quickly. I'm glad he did because at least he noted his fault. Thanks, team. That's the week. That's the month. Thanks, everybody. Join us in March. Goodbye.